tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? We're here to go over Bellator 297 recap in Chicago this weekend. Uh, solid card. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. They had a little hiccup at the beginning. I guess there was no uh, no ambulance on the scene before the event started, so the event wasn't able to start for like forty five or fifty minutes late, and then they only end up getting I, I want to say four uh, prelims done before the main card started. Right, and so they mixed up which ones they put on. Uh, before the main card started, and then I think they ran like eight after eight post limbs after the main event, yeah. And they ran till at least one, probably later than that, in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. Was one of Luke's fights? Didn't he have one that was after two of his them? first two? Were uh, here at Windsor? They they had he was a post limb on both of those, and then uh, another time we were going to be, but ended up getting on before. What's that do to a fighter to have to wait all the way through the main card? So if you know already, you know that you're going to be late. Like, let's say you're one of the later prelims and they give you a heads up before. Then it's not a big deal. It sucks that you're fighting late, but it's it's not a big deal. You're kind of aware. But, for example, the last time, I, I think it was our, not California, um, Phoenix. When we fought in Phoenix, when we were on the way there, the guy's telling us if if there's any decisions in these first few fights you'll be on the post post limbs mm. and we're like oh that sucks and then as we get there there's been two decisions and two knockouts and i'm looking at the right as we got off the bus we're walking in the arena and i'm looking up and they've got a, a board up there with the time and the fights and i'm thinking i was like we're still gonna get on and they're like oh i don't know i'm like no we're, we're definitely gonna get on sure enough we got on and so did someone fight after us you know before the main card started so that what you know was kind of a little scatter thing at the beginning and then the worst one was at Windstar his second fight we were supposed to be on the prelims and then they came to us and said hey you'll probably get on before the main card so we warmed up got ready and then they came and said not going to get on so he laid down to take a nap and two fights in they come in and say hey if this fight ends in the first round we're going to put you on the main card so jumped up <laughs> jump rope started warming up again and then it went into a decision. So we had to lay back down and chill for another almost two hours till the main card was over. And then he was on the post limbs. So you were that close to being on the main card? Yeah, they were going to put us on. Of, of, all the, of all the guys that they were going to throw on the main card, he was the one they were picking wow. on his second fight, which is really cool. Wow. Um, but we went through that pre-fight yep. ready yep. three times in one night. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah, that's awful. Well, let's jump into the, these fights. First fight was uh, Archie Colgan and Emmanuel Sanchez. Uh, unanimous decision. I thought Colgan looked pretty dominant in this fight. Yeah, he did. He's, he's got great wrestling. To be honest, uh, Emmanuel Sanchez lost, right, decision? Yeah. Which is his fifth, fifth in a row. Um, so I don't know what Bellator does with him. He, he's, a, he's a very good fighter. Um, he fights at 45 and 55. I think he's a little light for the 55 division. Um, I think anybody that fights at 45 and 55 has got to be small for the 55 division because 55 is like 
the biggest of the small guys. Yeah. And they typically are guys who are like somewhere balanced between 70 and 55, you know? So to go down from there, it's, or to go up from there, it's tough. But yeah, I honestly thought it was a close fight. He was very busy on the ground. Um, he kept Colgan in a little bit of trouble here and there on the ground. Um, it, it was a, yeah, it was a good fight. I was bummed that he lost, to be honest. I, I, I know that Colgan's got a, a nice streak going like, like Luke. I think he's at seven now, maybe seven or eight. Um, and so it, it's good for him to keep building, but I was just hoping that Emmanuel Sanchez could save his job. Colgan's eight. Eight, yeah. Eight, so. no, no. Same. Um, but yeah, you got to believe that Sanchez probably, I mean, you go in a five fight skid like that. Yeah. And, and we talked about this last time. We, he does have some strong losses. I mean, strong opponents. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. he's faced some really tough opponents, but... Sanchez? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sanchez, the, the, yes. The whole lineup, basically. Yes. Yep. Um, but, yeah, from here, it's it's hard to think that he's going to continue to stay. Um, yeah. I hope somebody picks him up because I think he's... he's oh, yeah. He'll, he'll definitely be able to go somewhere. He's just... I don't know. He's been struggling. Do you have him pulled up? How are his last... The losses? Uh, I mean, mostly decisions, right? Pitbull, guillotined him, everyone else is a unanimous okay. decision. So his yeah. last four losses are unanimous decisions. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hope he ends up, if, if he if he gets cut, hopefully ends up somewhere, you know, doing well. Um, I think he's one of those guys that's too good for the regional scene mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe just struggling at the at the big show. So we'll see what happens. Timo Hizarev and Richie Smolin. Yeah. So, you, did you watch that fight or not? I did not catch so, that fight. That fight was a good fight. Richie Smolin is kind of exactly what I thought he would be um, if Luke fought him. He, he can't wrestle. He's good on the ground, but he's not phenomenal on the ground, you know. Um, and as soon as the fight was over, Josh Thompson said, John, who would you like to see him fight next? And he goes, honestly... I'd like to see him fight Lucas Brennan. He goes, Lucas Brennan has the wrestling to wrestle with him. He's got the ground game. You know, you've seen what he's been doing to all his opponents. Richie Smolens has good ground, but not on the level of Lucas Brennan. I'd like to see that. And I was like, well, we're booked right now. <laughs> but, but, you know. Uh, did you know that Big John was talking that way? Like, did you anticipate that before? No, no, not at all. I mean, John knows. I have, I've actually had a conversation with John in the last couple of weeks about uh, him and Rich, uh, him and, um, uh, Weber Almeida. Oh yeah, and, and so just kind of bounce some things off him with that. But when he said that, I was like, "Well, you know, we're booked." Are trying try to book us again <laughs> right after? Um, but yeah, it's it's a that's a good fight as well. Like he's very he's very good, um, good striking, hits hard, good wrestling, um, doesn't have much on the ground. You know, he's got that Dagestani. I don't even know if he's from Dagestan, but he's got that top pressure, that Russian top yeah. pressure, you know? He is from Dagestan. He's um, a deck fighter. Yeah, but I don't know, you know, his finishing is not, you know, he avoided the ground a bit with, with Richie. But, yeah, that's a fight uh, that we'll probably see in the future. 13-0, and 0, man. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's, a, that's a good competitor. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. That's he's solid. 13-0 is like, damn good record. That's, that's a... That yeah. would be awesome. I'd love. I'd love to see that. Um, anything noteworthy for you on on either fighters other than no? Like again, Richie's like a, a good jujitsu guy, um, and he's tough, right? He 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 takes 
hard punches from guys. You know, he throws hard punches. He's not he's not a super great striker, but he's he's a he's Irish man. He literally was like that's basically like saying someone's Mexican. They right. can stand there yeah. and fight you all night long. You know, and and he did that. Um, but he also, you know, has the jiu-jitsu threat. He just has no wrestling threat. Looking at his record, um, he's gone back and forth between RFP and Bellator. His Bellator record right now looks like he's got four four fights, and he looks like he's four and two. Um, so when he's one and one in his last, do you feel like Bellator still keeps him? He's not even on the roster. I, I don't believe he's no. even on the roster. Okay. That's why he's fighting in other organizations, I believe. Um, to be honest, I can tell you that in two seconds. But, um, he, yeah, I, I'm sure they would keep him anyway. They like all the guys from, from Kavanaugh's gym, from uh, SBG. Yeah. But I don't know. Let me look here real quick. And if he, I, I guess it's hard to get signed on a loss. I guess you probably would never see that really. Yeah, happen, he, right? he's a fifty-five, right? Oh no, he's a forty-five. He's our weight. Yeah. Um, what'd you say about getting signed off a loss? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, he is signed. Okay. Yeah. Good. Third fight under the main, or I'm sorry, for the undercard was Cody Law and Edward Chavez. This went uh, all three rounds. Cody Law won a unanimous decision here. Right. So what what was uh, Chavez's record again? Let me pull it up. Four, six and six and four, six and two. Uh, he is now six and five. So he came in. He was six, six and four. four. Right. So I thought, and I think I said it. Cody Law is going to make it look easy. He's hungry. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, this kid was tough. He, he was a game fighter. I don't know what his jiu-jitsu background is, but I can tell you that Cody Law is on the ground. He is 100% a wrestler. He, he has no – I know he's choked guys, a few guys, and I'm sure it's because he beat him up first because he does hit hard. Um, he does have good striking, and he obviously has good wrestling. But he avoids the ground with guys like Chris Lencioni, with guys like um, James Gonzalez, both jiu-jitsu black belts. Not as good as Lucas. And this guy, even, for the most part. And he's in trouble anytime he's on the ground with those guys. I've watched him get into all sorts of trouble. In my opinion, uh, I know I bring up Luke a lot. If he fought Cody... Cody would not want to get a take, not one. He would not want to get one takedown in that fight or he'd be in trouble for the rest of the night. Like, I just don't see – he's uh, he gets in trouble right away on the ground, you know, and he has good punches and ground and pound on somebody who's not attacking him, but as soon as he gets attacked, like, he, no punches no punches are thrown on the ground the whole time he's on the ground because he's busy defending everything. And I, I had mentioned – or I had uh, messaged Rich, and it's like, man – I know a couple of guys have gotten cut off wins. I said, he's he's 0-2 in his last two, and now wins like this. And he goes, nah, he'll stay. And I'm like, okay. But, I, I mean, he looked he, he didn't look great, you know. And, and I was a fan kind of of his fighting before. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But as, as him and Luke were coming up, you know, and I, I thought he might go 0-3 because he was getting the takedowns, but the rest of the fight, 
the guy like people went off their back recently you know yes. and one judge gave it a 29 28 so they gave one of the rounds to that guy off his back and so i just um i wasn't sure how it was gonna go and and he won you know um and i guess maybe he did what he needed to do to keep his job if, if he just needed to get a w in there and not risk anything but uh yeah i, I was not impressed with him in this fight for sure interesting the other guy actually looked pretty good I think that, again, going back to getting signed off a loss, you, you don't see it happen very often, no. but he's not a Bellator fighter. Yeah, um, so he, he probably will not get signed. Maybe they'll bring him back again, you know, to fight somebody else, and, and then uh, that might change, but I don't know. Let's move to the main car. This first fight, um, we I butchered his name. Uh, Sarachom. Um, Gokin Sarachom versus Daniel James. Um, man, when... So my wife actually sat down and watched this fight with, with me. And she was looking at the size difference. And she was shocked yeah, yeah. And then to see Sarachom take it to him. Take him down multiple times. Yeah. And really kind of control a lot of the fight. I was super impressed with what he did. I talked to him afterwards for a little bit, messaged him. Um, he's the guy I told you we were talking at the PI. Yes. And uh, I told him that, and I said, man, keep your hands up. He's a monster. He's giant, <laughs> and he hits hard. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he went out there and, and, you know, dominated. How do you drill taking down somebody that's 40 pounds heavier than you? you taking down? Someone that's 40 pounds heavier. You've okay. got to have people in your camp. You can't train with your normal team unless you have guys like that on your normal team. Yeah you have to bring somebody in in order to do that. Um, and I don't know how big Spivak is who fights in the UFC. That, that's who he was with at the PI. Okay. Um, I don't know what weight. I, I, can't, I don't know if he's a 205 or I think he's fighting. Uh, he might be a heavyweight. I'm not sure. But regardless, you, you have to have someone in there. It's just like if you fight a southpaw, right? Right. You can't train orthodox with an orthodox fighter the whole time to get ready for a southpaw. I mean, you can, but you're not going to perform the way you'd like. Sure. A, a big guy, especially if you want to get takedowns on him, you've got to wrestle with a big guy, you know, tall guy, big, broad shoulders. I get that guy. Was, that guy's huge. Uh, Spivak has listed in UFC at 6'3 and 260. Oh, so he's a heavyweight. So that's who he was wrestling with. Uh, what the, the heavyweight window was big Huge. right isn't yeah. it um, 205 two, to 265 okay okay yeah um which is even crazy that they stop at 265 because wrestling stops at 285 so like someone like brock had to come down to 265 from like 320 like he was walking you know over 300 pounds and had to make 265 so they can't even make the wrestling heavyweight they have to make 20 pounds lighter than that it's tough for some big guys yeah that's that's nuts um Gokin, he improves now with with this win. Now he goes to um, nine and two. Nice. He was ranked tenth coming in. Um, Daniel James was ranked fourth. Right, so I that's going to move him up. Yeah, for I don't sure. know if we've seen anything, but you want you got to assume that there's going to be a, a pretty significant flip flop there. Yeah, I doubt James goes back to ten for sure, but he will most likely jump up somewhere in the four five area. Probably a fight or two away from from a title shot yeah and bader has that belt right at the moment yeah, i believe that he does yeah i think that's right yeah um he's busy right now oh he's not i've been watching the uh the ultimate fighter oh okay he's been coaching in there oh that's right that's right um i remember 
I brought up to Bellator that we were going to the UFC to corner Tim Elliott, and Luke was going to be in the UFC gear and oh, the clothes yeah. and everything. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you know, is that all right? And they, you know, we appreciate you asking and whatnot, but yes, we, we got two guys that are coaching right now on the Ultimate Fighter and whatnot. I was like, oh, okay, you know, cool. I yep. just want to make sure that it wasn't some breach of anything. Like, not even if it wasn't in the contract, but just, like, didn't want to piss them off. Absolutely. That, that was a good fight. I was oh, shocked yeah. to see that one. And, Dominant. And excited for, for Grokin. Uh, Corey Anderson and Phil Davis. This was a split decision that went uh, Corey Anderson's way. How did you see this? I fight? liked Phil Davis. Did you? Yeah. I, I, I think they're both great. Um, I think the fight was exciting. Um, Corey Anderson was getting takedowns but the second it was hitting the ground phil davis was so funky man he flipped in the air one time and yeah. ended up on Corey anderson's back i, I and, think that was in round one yeah the first takedown it was like uh, a, a spin yes and it was something if you look all the way back at carlos newton and dan henderson in the ufc uh carlos newton did that and it was so cool to see and and phil davis a big boy and he did it. And then he hits another, like a switch to sit the corner and get behind him on another takedown. His counter wrestling was really good and into good positions. So uh, I just thought that I thought he looked good. I thought he was going to win the decision. Was it split? It was split. And I was looking. Um, all three judges gave uh, Anderson round one. Okay. Um, I would have gave Phil round one just for the flip. <laughs> right. And then, you know, they called. I thought I'm just looking through here, and this looks like <clears throat> it says split decision, but I'm looking at Sherdog scores, and I don't see where the split is because they're all the same. They're all the same. Um, ten nine, ten nine. Anderson, all three for Anderson. Round two, all three for Anderson. Round three. All three went for Davis, so I don't, I don't understand where they call it a split decision. Um, All three judges went the same. Oh yeah, then yeah. it's not split. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't see where they call it a split. Um, you talked about Phil Davis's body type and how his torso is super long and his lats start about you know yeah. halfway up his, his torso. His legs are long. His legs are oh, long. That, yes, yes. His torso seems short, but the waist. The, the the lats start so high yeah. that his waist is long. Yeah. It's very it's very it's, strange it's athletic weird. as hell though. <laughs> yeah. I mean he looks like almost a weird superhero. Yes. I mean, it almost looks like a cartoon. Yes. Um yeah, he was but yeah, the the scramble, I actually again I, you know, my my wife will sit down and watch him sometimes. I'm like, You've got to see this and I backed up and showed how he basically he dumped him and all of a sudden you see Phil Davis somehow by the time it's all said and done, he's on his back and I'm like it's like a magic trick. Once once Corey Anderson was getting the takedown, Phil Davis just went with it and yep. continued with continued. it and rolled all the way through. It was very cool. Awesome. It was awesome. Uh, you're you're a fan of both of them, and but you said you liked Phil Davis. Was yeah. it just because of the 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 defense he had and no no? I like. I mean, I've always kind of like he's he's kind of a Kimura guy. Also, yeah. Um, he tried one from the feet. Um, he's finished with one arm Kimuras a couple times. Um. He wrestled at Penn State. You know, he's a he's a damn good wrestler. I don't know where Corey wrestled, but I know that that he did. But um, I just like Phil Davis. He's getting older as well, so I wanted to see him kind of pull it off. Yeah. Um, and and just kind of stay in that that top spot, that top couple. I mean, I'm sure he still stays highly ranked, 
what they were one and two, right? Uh, or, or two, one and two, or two and three, something okay. like that. They were yeah, pretty so high. He'll stay up there, but yeah, I just I want to see him kind of get a couple more good ones in before yeah. he's done. One of the two fought two title fights, a co-main event. Um, so disappointing. Ah, Sergio Pettis and 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 Patricio Pitbull. Uh, this went the whole distance, yep. and it was a unanimous decision. I believe it was also the correct decision. Sure. Uh, for Pettis, 49-46 and two fifty forty fives. Um, I actually, when I was when I was thinking about that, I I kind of called. I thought it'd be a unanimous. Was it the um, fifth round to to Pitbull? Yeah, let me look and see on the scoring right here. No, it was the first round. Couple oh, oh. yeah, because he got a takedown the first round and he had the most ground, ground control that yeah. he had in the fight. Yeah. He, uh, I was very disappointed watching the fight. I don't know that Sergio Pettis has a ton of power, but Pitbull fought him like he doesn't have any power and like Pit, like uh, Pettis had all the power. Right. You know, he was very hesitant the whole time and stood there and didn't throw and didn't throw and would get picked off and didn't throw back. And I, would, I thought it was so strange with the guys and the opponents he's fought at 55 and 45. I don't know if the cut affected him. I don't know if the cut made him worried about the, the cardio so he didn't push the pace. But at some point, you got to throw caution to the wind and, and go, you know? Especially in round three when you're potentially, I guess, you know, if, if in his head he said, no, I've got round one in the bag, did not have round two. And at some point you have to start doing the math. I'm like, right. look, if I'm going to win this fight, I've really got to get after it. And, and, and at some point when you're out of rounds, you now know you got to finish the fight. Yes. You know, and that urgency never came. Yeah. So I, I would be, I'm interested to see what he says you know, uh, about the fight and, and you know, whether he has an excuse or not, I would actually like to hear it just because I'm curious about why you fought the way you fought. You know, he has a chin um, and he hits very hard, so I thought he would get in it a little bit more, get in the pocket a little bit more. Um, he got hit with that spitting wheel kick that rocked him, you know, and then he was kind of weird, you know, the rest of the fight. But, but it wasn't that. He was like that. He was already you know very very cautious when he got hit with that spinning wheel kick his feet the way he was walking backwards oh yeah he was rock he, he got, was he was on skates for a second yeah Just yeah but like, it, it was i haven't seen his knees weren't weak it was like it was like he was walking on um, on like a moving <laughs> belt or something right. it was just the the motion was really weird to me i haven't seen that before yeah I, it was i was like is he pretending i was like no no that's real he's really he really did get hurt said so the pretending for the next one um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was, I was shocked to see, especially since Pettis came back, he hadn't been in the cage in what, 18 months, I think they said. And yeah. he did not look like he'd been away for 18 months. He no. looked sharp. His, his hands looked quick. He was throwing good combos. Oh yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's very good. You know, he's not great on the ground. Um, he was getting beat by Horiguchi all the way till the last minute. You know, the, there are guys who are going to expose his weaknesses and i thought pitbull would be the guy to do it because right. of the experience he has fighting so many different guys but yeah he just uh didn't do it and we, when the fight first ended he put his hand up when he turned around I was like, put I like your hand it. down bro <laughs> don't look dumb you know so he, he did put it down but i was like 
you cannot think you won that fight. Like, I think he was like, like hoping that, or in his head, you know, he's yeah. used to it, wanting to have won, but he, he had to know he didn't. So two questions. The first one is, is on that. I have heard a lot of coaches and I've heard people say after every round, put your hand up and show the coaches or show the judges that you think you won and look at the other opponent and put your hand up as a way of saying, look, whatever happened, I'm not, I'm not gassed. Right. Is there something to that? Is that? I don't know. I don't. Uh, I'm not opposed to looking at your opponent or or not sitting on the stool, right? Or kind of bouncing up and down the whole time. You know, let them know you're in shape and you're standing there and you're you're good to go. But right. I don't know about raising your hand. Uh, I was never cocky before the fight. Yeah. Arrogant uh, shit talker before the fight. Yeah. After the fight, if the person had talked trash before leading up to the fight right then i might say something you know but I, i'm it's mma man and and i tell everyone this is not a inch two inch three inch sport it is a freaking centimeter sport yeah. of you getting your head knocked off your shoulders yeah. it is a split second of you getting your head knocked off your shoulders so anything can happen so to run your mouth one day you are 100 percent gonna look like an idiot you know so i just i didn't uh i wasn't a fan of that before the fight stuff but there are a lot of people making a lot of money doing it. <laughs> and Don James is an old college football coach, and he used to yell at his team when they would run their mouth. He said, you're making yourself look bad either way. If you say your opponent's trash, when you beat him, you minimize your victory. You beat trash. You just beat trash. Right. And if you say your opponent's trash and you lose to them, now you look even worse. Yep. So just don't talk any crap. Go out there and let your game talk. Yep. And I, 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 think it's, I think there's wisdom in that on both sides. For sure, for sure. All right, the moment we all, or the fight we all tuned in for, um, Nemkov and Romero. Um, I was a little let down by this fight just because I didn't think it was as exciting as I hoped it would be. It was. Yoel Romero has been a opponent in multiple fights that went that way. Multiple fights. Him and Adesanya, terrible fight. Yep. Him and um, I forget who he had fought last in that he lost to or who he lost to before his win um or before his two wins in a row I don't, was it phil davis pull it up here also man. super boring fight the problem with a guy like that is he has the touch you knockout power right doesn't have to land clean doesn't have to be his hardest punch he can knock you out so everyone fights him very cautious he also fights super cautious and defensive and so why I don't know because he's got a very good chin. Yeah, he's he very took some hard shots. Oh, there's a video running around of him taking head kicks from multiple people or from the same people and just eating it like it's nothing. And so he has the chin, he has the powers, and it's hard to take down. So why would you not want to be aggressive and get out of there? You know. So he uh, Nemkov, yeah, made him made Nemkov looked great and. You all made him look greater. <laughs> he made him look better. <laughs> you know, he was a punching bag. Yeah. And and Nemkov is very good, man, and so underrated by people who are only UFC fans. Like, that guy, it, he, he could go over there and fight with all the 205ers, no problem. You know? And, and so I don't know um, what what he does next, or I don't know what Yoel does next either, but he, he just, you know, he I'm sure he gets paid a lot of money, and he doesn't put up – 
he doesn't put on a great performance unless it's somebody that he can run over. It's hard to think he's going to headline another event with that kind of fight, though. Probably not. Probably uh, not. I, it, it's hard. Two things really struck me that I've never seen before. Uh, the first one was the, the rope-a-dope that he was doing where he was staggering, and yeah. and it, it it seems like he almost overdid it. I mean, oh, it just, it just it looked... Did. That's looked, when I knew he was in trouble. Like, we were watching. It was like, that's when, that's when we knew... Uh, he started acting that way after he was, wasn't winning any of the exchanges. He wasn't yeah. winning anything. It was just kind of like, okay, now I need to try something else. And this is not working. He, one time he got uh, teeped in the face when he, when he yep. was bouncing down that way. I was, I was calling it like, throw the teeth in the face, throw the teeth <laughs> in the face. But, uh, yeah, just not a, not a great performance by him and a great performance by Nemkov. The other thing that I had never seen before is I've never seen hammer fists to the upper the leg yeah he threw a couple hammer fists to the thigh of nimkov i've never seen that yeah. before is I've that seen a few people throw that some actually the big boys in here th use those as well uh john and, and kyler they they beat the snot out of each other yesterday but they were throwing those in the mix of them is against that, the wall it, uh, it must be effective just a reaction yeah okay. you're gonna get a reaction out of it because it will it will start to put yep. the front of your leg for sure yeah. um and and it's different, obviously. It, it's coming from a different spot that you're not expecting. Correct. It seems like that would be really difficult to defend. Um, yeah. You're opening yourself up when you're throwing that, obviously. Oh, but yeah. it seems like it's really it's hard to defend that because it's coming from such a weird place. Yeah. Um, it is. It, it's just like the foot stomps. You know, you're standing there thinking about knocking takedown, thinking about watching for knees, and all of a sudden, ah, you just <laughs> smash my foot. Broke <laughs> three bones at the top of my yeah. foot. So it's just uh, another creative strike i guess uh yeah I, I had never seen that before uh nemkov moves to 16 and 2 su know? successfully defends his title do you know how i went on a, on the night oh boy i'd have to go back and so let, let's i called him let's go back um hold on let me go let me go to the whole card here because i think you did really really good i i meant to look at that before we started um you missed on pitbull yeah you correct correctly called Corey. You correctly called Gokin. Um, you correctly called Nemkov. And then if we go to the undercard, you correctly called Law. You correctly called Ochi. I'm sorry, Archie Colgan. Uh -huh. And you called Timur as well. So seven oh, fights, you Pitbull. went six for seven. And everyone could have missed the Pitbull one. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's no case. So yeah, six for seven's not bad nice. on a on a card. Nice. So cool. Awesome. I don't know what happens for Nemkov now or who he fights. Um I don't know in the rankings who's who's next under him from UL. Um, did I were there two people that fought recently that was to kind of get to that spot or number one or number two? I, I mean, I oh. think that Corey Anderson, Phil yes. Davis yes. was the yeah, winner. That be, was going to be there. We go. So it's Corey and but it's not. Is it going to be Corey? I mean, I guess it's the trilogy. I don't know if they'd put that do together that? next or not. They might. They might give someone else a, a crack at him. I'm not sure if they'll put that together right away, but he called out Nemkov afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So. I, and and honestly, like if I'm Nemkov, I'm like, look, I fought four times, and three of them I'm training for the same dude. Right. You've heard Izzy say that. He's oh, like, yeah. give me something new. I don't, you know, give me something different. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I'd like to see him fight somebody else first. Yeah. Um, and then get back to him. You can't you can't fight Phil Davis because he just lost, but that'd be an interesting right. fight. Um, yeah, that'd be so. a slap in the face to Corey Anderson if they put that together. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? I won. <clears throat> so awesome. All right. Okay. 
Thank you guys for watching. Uh, we'll be back next time. Like, share, subscribe to the channel. Thank you. It is all over. Just like that.